This is True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. And today on the show, we'll be going over our clinch win against the North Melbourne Kangaroos down at Bell Reeve, the upcoming clash against the Pies at home this Friday night, as well as everything else. Sydney Swans will soon be joined in the Podular Media studio by a premiership legend of the Swans in Teddy Richards. Can you believe it? Mads, Debs, joining me as always, and uh, our guest panellist, Tommy Flanagan, back <laughs> in the hot seat. Welcome back, Flanagan. Great to have you here, mate. Great to be back, boys, and great to be back after a couple of Swanies wins. Yes. A magnificent one on couple Saturday night against row. North Melbourne. Couple in a row, not too bad. No, bud, no, Joey, it doesn't matter. Swanies are too good for North. North suck. The rebuild, <laughs> rebuilds North off. Absolute, absolutely suck. They're so garbage. They're wow. so terrible. Do you know what? They, they actually are. And we had the least experienced side we've ever had in a win, which says a lot about North Melbourne. But it also... Look at at the young players as well. Look at Dawson. Look at Papley. Look at Florence. Papley. Like McCartan. But it says... Dukenham. It just says so much about us that we're able to take home the chocolates. I can't can't wait to get stuck into it. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I would still love to have seen us really conquer north and go on with the the work that we that we did in the second term when we really pot we piled on six in a row with another two or three at the yeah. end of the quarter. I think that's got a lot to do with the inexperience. Uh, I don't oh, of we, course. We, we didn't I mean we it's not like we started playing bad football. No, no, no absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. But what I'm what I will point out is that I think a lot of this win still without taking full credit, you know full credit away from the boys, a lot of this win still had a lot to do with the fact that North North suck. We still <laughs> lost contested possession. We can't kick over 100 points. You know, we lost the inside 50s. It's There's still a lot of alarm bells when you consider the fact that we're about to take on the second place pies and then uh, at the SAG. GWS. No, we're Geelong. Oh the yeah, we're Geelong. Yep. At our at, at the beach house, our home away from home. <laughs> um, down at GMHBA. And then we've got the reigning premiers in the Eagles. But it's it, it is it, it's a tough run that we've got coming up. It is. And as as we've talked about in previous podcasts, well, I haven't been here for many of them, but <laughs> the ones that I have been here for You don't it's say a, it's a young it's a young side and you're gonna get the, the ups and downs. Absolutely. And we've we've got a tough run. Yeah, yeah. We probably won't win all those games, but you're, you're gonna get ups and downs with the young side. But I thought it was really encouraging that when the chips were down at quarter time, uh, we were able to rally and put together a seven goal second yep. quarter, which we haven't seen for a while, which is fantastic. So and Absolutely spot on. That's that's the key component is that we're able to get it together. But we also knew that they were going to come at us, and we're able to dig in and and not lose. Um, which yeah, there's great signs. Rebuilds off, boys. Yeah. <laughs> Twin the flag. Yeah. We're back. The I think I think the game off. on the on the weekend really exemplified where we're where we are at. Um, look, we've put it together our best quarter of the year with the least experienced side in a long time to go out. I think the, the average age was just over 23 years old. So that just shows how young we are. We, we lose the leadership of JPK in the middle and then we lose someone like Jones. And and that's part of the reason um, why North came back like they did, losing a key pay, player like Jones who's an experienced head out there yep. now. Yeah, they, sure. and, and they just got, got their... Bums up, 
uh, North did and sort of got going, but we, we managed to hold them off. And look, it, it, it's good just to get those four points, keep tracking along nicely, and it's a good momentum builder for um, the, the next weeks that we have uh, coming up. Mate, boys. George. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, Tommy, it, it's been disappointing you haven't been here the last three weeks, mate, because George has been in the top one or two players every week. Yeah, he's mate, been phenomenal. He's honestly, boy, he oh, is boy. Setting, he is at the moment, and we'll get to this later, setting a True Bloods Player of the Year weekly votes record. He's on fire. Wow, we. We absolutely love that from young George. Yeah, mate, and the leadership of Parks. 30 plus. So that was, that was vintage was Parker. A, oh, he was just hard. He's hard as a cat's head. Yep. He is, looking, he is in such good touch. And then you've got Tommy Papley. Papley. Playing, playing Papley. the support role. And just yeah. went and put three goals on. In a quarter. And yeah. then Four goals. Got another one. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. How good is Papley? Like, oh. Papley this year. Oh, he's, he's really stood up, hasn't he? The little plumber. Um, and let's not forget about Jay Dawson. Jordan. Mate, Florence. was great. Um, Florent was two goals one. He was great. McCartan, he was clunking them. Concern for me, and we've talked about this. If I'm, I'm going to give you a couple of stats, right? Nineteen disposals, one goal. Who do you think it is? Isaac Heaney. Correct. Yeah, yeah. look, started, started, started. No, no, no. He was great, and he yeah. and actually got bumped and almost came off for a concussion test. And what I'll say is, there's actually there's a little bit of buddy about this conversation. We're sort of like, oh, geez, underperformed. Only had three. No, it's not you about. Know, under- but what, what what it is with Henny is he's actually he's still getting very dangerous. Still taking really good marks. My my issue with it though, again, is it's, they're not giving him a yep. solidified Agreed. role, and we're getting. Half of what we can potentially get out of him—that's my issue with it. Yeah, yeah but look, sure. Benny, Benny and I touched on this last week, Matt. There's, so, there, there's got to be something wrong with Heaney. He's not there training. Is, he's he's, got an he's not training during the week, right? So yeah. they're they're not going to chuck him in the midfield to play out full games. Then so chuck, him, I, chuck him up forward the whole game. Yep. Yeah, I, I just think. Look, and I personally, I don't think Heaney is one of those um, big baller masses. He's not going to have your thirty, thirty-five. He so, will if he's in there the whole yeah, time. I, he will. He will, and but if he's up forward all game, he'll kick four. Mm. But now he's got twenty and one. Yeah. I, I just think he can be better utilized. What about Mills, boys? Where's he at? Yeah, he's still bereft of. Conflict. Well, actually, actually, Tommy, you'd, you'd be well aware where we think Mills is at because you you tune into the pod every week, don't you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, he's still he's still lost. He's still completely lost. lost. Um, yeah. It's is there, it's is, actually it actually it's normal. It's normal. He's a, he's a young kid. He's a young kid, and yeah. they go. People go through things, and and you're low on confidence, and because you haven't been doing it all your life, it's very hard to break out of those things. I'm sure he will soon. Yeah, and I think just not being the dominance, not dominant side we've been in the past, but yeah, he's lo- he's lost that experience around him. Um, the the big news that's come through today, boys, with uh, Reg announcing his re- retirement. My man, Reg, uh, 256 games for the Swans. Premiership player. Premiership player. Just absolute work workhorse. Um, Right-hand man to our uh, our soon-to-be guest panellists. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think the, the loss of them and Smooch and he, Mills is just wearing the brunt of yeah, um, those, those players. And hopefully he's going to – he's a quality player. We've seen what he can do coming off half-back, reading the ball, composed by foot. He's going to come good, but um, he, he's still young. He needs time and he needs to build the confidence. <laughs> Boys, Rampy towed up. Yep. Brown. Big Benny. Towed him. Absolutely. Rampy is in 
seriously good. He was time. going at because I've got the got the sheet of paper, coloured boys. Don't coloured you worry. too. Taps back on. Colour taps printing. back on, boys. Big win Watch for the coalition, and uh, the taps back on. <laughs> Rampy was going at eighty eight percent. Yeah, oh, he's great. Not he's bad. Amazing. He is honestly, he now, is amazing. Devil's just skimmed on Reg there for a second. I, th- <laughs> oh, I thought you were going back to the uh, the election. Uh, no, no, we can go back to that if you want. I, I, I voted for myself. Um, <laughs> of course, he did. <laughs> drew a little box and said Flanagan T one and ticked it. So, um, anyway, um, we skimmed over Reg a moment ago. We need to pay. A, a bit of bit of a respect, bit of tribute to to this great yeah, man. Sure. He, 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 he has Bang been on. a bloody legend of the Sydney Swans footy, footy club. I remember when he started. He started as a forward, kick five on debut. Yep. I reckon. Yep, and, and then was in and out of the side, and then turned himself into one of the great defenders that the club's ever seen. He walked a different road in his AFL career, didn't he? He and again, uh, much like Ted Richards coming up, he just picked. A, a position and stuck to it, and he was just phenomenal. Um, his whole career took took on all the game's best forwards. He, he was the man to match up against all the best opposition gorillas, and he just di- did it magnificently well, particularly in the second half of his career. Yeah. I think the thing I loved about Reg is sort of the start of his career. You were nervous with him with the ball in his hand, but then. Come the last five years of his career, yeah. he's the guy you wanted with the ball, just the composed head, hit the targets, look after that structure of our back six, which absorbed so much pressure over those five years. He just he was the first picked every week. And buddy, what a career from Reg and just yeah, big love here from True Bloods and all the faithful out there. And uh good luck to Reg with whatever um his future endeavours and hopefully the the back comes good and everything's well because he's been a, a great servant for our footy club. Here, yeah, here. Yeah. And with his retirement, it, it does open up a, a slot for us in the midst well, of the draft. Well, so I, I'm going to hypothesise something, boys. I want Harry Marsh back. As do I. I think I there think is. This is perfect. This is tailor made. He he's earned it, Benny. Well, I wish I, I wish I had a visual here because Benny's like yes, Madison's like yes, and they both like this idea. So go on, boys. Boys, boys. I have been thinking about Harry Marsh a lot in the last month because, as you know, like we've been talking about here, there actually hasn't been many, uh, there hasn't been much leadership around, right? And we're talking about a guy who was seriously yep. unlucky to be dropped. Seriously last, unlucky. Last, not, not, not he didn't. De- no, no, not delisted. Remember last season, we were like, how the hell do you drop Harry Marsh yep. in that yeah. form? You know, this is the thing. He is a he's a star, and he is exactly the kind of player, not necessarily for leadership, but just a good all round player that we can use in the backline right now. Absolutely, when we need someone, an experienced got, workman who knows well, the system. He's trained with McVeigh and, and uh, Grundy and Smith and these types for his whole career. Get him in. <laughs> exactly he, right, Tommy. But he yeah. des- he deserves it. That's it. I think I'm, don't. Hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have two selections we do. now. We have two. Because obviously Tippett's going to be off the list, and obviously with Reg going off. So there's going to be two preseason selections. So. It, it would This retirement certainly has strategy yeah. written all over it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the Swannies are always one step ahead. We saw it in, in the draft last year, playing around with that um, first-round yeah. pick with, with Blakey. And uh, look, that, that's paid dividends. So hopefully they've got something in the, in the, in the line um, to what's going to come in the preseason draft. 
Well, the mid-season draft. Mid-season. I just quickly, quickly on Monday. Yeah. Just quickly, Blakey, Blakey was yeah. uh, came, of, came of age. Um, and, and do you know what? He yeah. was hounded by mm. every single North player. Um, Which and shows stood, how crap they are. He stood up so well. Mate, um, they did. Mate. They tried to do to Blakey what they did to Mills in the Carlton game yep. in 2017. Yep. Um, and he just stood, he took everything in his stride. And I think he had his highest disposal game, if I rem- remember correctly. Um, he got up the ground. It was fantastic. Mate, he read it off the pack beautifully. Yep. He kicked a really nice snap. Every time he halved a contest, he followed up with another tackle. Yep. His endeavour Could have had was, three goals as well. His endeavour was spectacular, yeah. for sure. Who got yeah. the votes this week, Benny? Well, I'm actually glad that you asked that one there, Tommy. It's interesting that you should bring me up on something like that, given that you're never bloody here anymore. But anyway, <laughs> on with that. Boys, I had one for Dawson. Yep. yep. Had to sneak in. Had to. Mate, he was spectacular. He was amazing. Mm-hmm. We went two for ramps. Ooh, ramps. Just our general, our general down the back. Uh, we've got three for Paps. Ooh, Paps. Probably the most Paps. unlucky. Unlucky. Four, four goals. Three, goal, yeah. four four goal goals three, I think it was, too. He really hit that scoreboard, Benny. I know he's not a midfielder, but it's scoreboard impact. Oh, no, no, and we like that. I, I reckon that. Uh, I reckon you could probably you could chuck mm. him in there. He's an outside mid yeah. for now. He's in the ten. Rotating through He's there. In the He's in the He's 10. He's in the 10. He's in the 10. Four for Parks. Parks, Be- yes. Only because you cannot take five votes away <laughs> from George. He was just spectacular Higgins, again. Higgins was nowhere, but that Mate. was part, part of the reason was Ryan Clark, oh, actually. I, I, one of the things I was yeah. also potentially going to mention to bring that up, Mads. was, yeah, yeah, he, he blanketed you know what? pretty well. We've... We've found a role for him. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We've, this is what he does. Who cares if he can't kick? Brett Kirk couldn't kick. No. Yeah. Brett Kerr couldn't kick. That's right. That's right. Uh, but George was just spectacular again. 20 contested touches. That is elite. Yep. Boys, elite. And, that, and that's twice in two weeks. I think he's had 20 plus. And he would be flying up that leaderboard, Benny, wouldn't <laughs> Mate, he? Mate, he is sitting atop our leaderboard with 17 votes. He is Lukey Parker. Yes, uh, 15 for Kennedy, 14 each for Lloyd and George. Lloyd, he slowed down. Uh We've got 10 for Jones, Heaney, Dawson. We've got 9 for Papley, 8 for Dane, 7 each for Sinclair and Aaliyah, 6 for Franklin, 5 for Florence, 1 for Macca and Blakey. Beauty. Blakey and Florence. Um, Future of our club. Yeah, you know what though? There's there's actually there's there's quite a few honourable mentions that you could say uh, didn't didn't quite like. I thought Sinkers was spectacular against Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Your yeah, man, well, Tommy. My man. Chief. Yeah. Uh, boys, Teddy's bashing down the door. Let's get into it. Let's get stuck in. G'day, guys. It's Rob and Adrian from Podula Media. I run the Sash, a filthy Essendon podcast. Ooh, and I run the Debrief, a snobby Melbourne podcast. But don't hold that against us. We help create true bloods. Even though I still have nightmares about Gary Rowan. And even though we haven't beaten the Swannies in almost a decade. But these blokes are the real deal of South Melbourne heritage. And we got it off the ground because we love good footy content. So if you're a fan of the Swannies and True Bloods or you just love podcasts and you want to learn more about how Podular Media can help create a podcast for you or your business, call 0488-055-14 or email adrian at podularmedia.com. Imagine if Troy Luff had his own podcast. No, 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 mate. Imagine if LRT had a podcast. <sighs> well, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to True Bloods. 
Welcome back to True Bloods. We are very excited tonight. We've got a very special guest sitting here in the Podular Media Studio. 261 games, All-Australian, 2012 Premiership player, Sydney Swans club legend in... And we in this studio have loved watching him for years and years and years. I'm absolutely just delighted to welcome the great Teddy Richards to the True Bloods podcast. Ted, it's awesome to have you here. Thanks so much for coming in to have a chat with us. Thanks, sir. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> How have you been, mate? We, you've retired from footy in 2016, so that's when we last saw you on a footy field. Of course, uh, you've got the Richards report going now, which we'll, we'll talk about a bit later. But what else have you been up to in retirement? Um, so retirement from football, I... Um you may be aware, but I've always had a bit of a passion for investing, and I joined um, what was then a startup, um, and where our business is now over three years old, and we provide investment management online. The, the business is called Six Park. Beautiful, very, very good. I'm a I'm a finance man myself, Teddy. So uh, well, you are wearing a tie, uh, yeah, <laughs> which is it, which is a, uh, an anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. We've, uh, we've we've got a good cross section of the community. I was just hoping you dressed up for me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we, we love watching you over the years and we'd love to get stuck into a little bit of footy chat about the, yeah, sure. the Mighty Swannies and, and your time up there. And, um, well, I'll start off with right at the very start when you first came to the Swannies, when you first traded to the Swans after finishing up at Essen uh, at the end of 05. When you first heard it was going to be the Swans, what were your first thoughts about firstly moving into state to Sydney and then your thoughts on the club itself? Oh, I was incredibly relieved. So I, at the end of 2005, I'd made a decision that I wanted to leave Essendon and I had interest from quite a few teams, uh, Carlton, Bulldogs, Swans um, and one or two others. And um, at first, I liked the idea of staying in Melbourne, staying in my comfort zone. That, but the more I thought about it, uh, the more I thought, no, no, no. Let's if we're going to do a change, let's let's do a, a proper change and, and move to Sydney. And I knew that I was moving to, or potentially moving to the premiers, and that would come with challenges. But I thought, well, I don't want to have a soft, easy career where I might be able to get some games at an easy team. You know, well, let's let's embrace this challenge. And um, uh, you know, I was just. It was all going well until Essendon put a first-round draft pick on my head. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I was just so embarrassed that um, I, you know, I was playing more games with the Bendigo Bombers in the, in the VFL than um, AFL games for Essendon. And I thought it was a bit unrealistic and unfair that all of a sudden Essendon is showing all this confidence in me asking for a first-round draft pick, for, but uh, not really picking me that much as I'd only played 33 games over five years. Was that the driver, Ted? Do you, do you feel that was why you wanted to make the move? Yeah, yeah. so Kevin Sheedy and I had a fantastic relationship Monday to Thursday. <laughs> and, then the, and then the team would get picked, and uh, we disagree. Not a great relationship for Thursday, Friday, weekend, and then... Um, yeah, so I, I felt that they were going in a different re- direction with um, match committee. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, as much as I enjoyed my time at Essendon, the friendships that I made and, and grateful for them drafting me and still got many friends at Essendon, I knew that my career um, was better spent um, somewhere else. And um, that's why I asked to be traded. Um, in the end, after a bit of back and forth, they, they agreed that, that they'll... Um, They'll put me on the trade table. And um, I guess one of the signs of why I really wanted to go to Sydney is... Bondi. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, but um, it was the week... Sorry, it was about five or six days, five days before the grand final. It was probably a Tuesday before the 2005 grand final. And the Swans coaches asked if I'd fly to Sydney um, to go and meet with them all. 
and come into their match committee room and sit down with them for a meeting. And it was just a sign, the biggest sign of we want you because I was like, here is Paul Roos, John Longmire, Andrew Island. They have all got so much on their plate right now. They've got, they, you know, potentially the first premiership in 70 however many years and they want to speak with me. Yeah, they want to – and, and I, I went in there um, and I, I can remember flying home that night and going um, – the Swans are everything that for Essendon wasn't for me at the time. I mean, that mm. I felt like Essendon didn't rate me and Swans went and did something like that. And I was like, shit, they rate me. That's <laughs> they pretty good, pretty good praise. <laughs> yeah. And at that time, when you came to the club in 2006, you just touched on it, Essendon, you're probably unable to cement a spot um, in, in any particular position. But I remember you had a fantastic year in 2006, proved yourself as a quality AFL player. That first game, you uh, got put on to Matty Lloyd after he kicked six goals in the first quarter and you were able to limit him. And that was a great start to that year. Um, it must have been a massive confidence booster that night. Oh, yes. I think history's kind of uh, reflecting, you know... Uh, put me in a, a quite a good light there. It was an okay year. Like, I, I went much better than I did at Essendon, but I think I might have been dropped one, at one stage that year. So um, I very much had a great, you know, a very good year, but still where, still nowhere where I wanted to be at with my career. But um, uh, I was recruited, uh, I was traded to the Swans to, um, to be the fourth forward. Um, how John Longmire was a forward coach at the time. He wanted Mickey O'Loughlin deep. Uh, roaming around the inside 20, Barry Hall roaming around the inside 50, me kind of working wing to wing as a, as a leading forward and Ryan O'Keefe being that real workhorse working from our goal square right into the defence. And that, that was that was the plan when I went there. And um, But I stuffed it up. I, I played better football down back. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that year in 2006, you've, you've come to the new club, you've, you've integrated yourself um, at the Swans and you have, the team has a strong campaign and then we lose the grand final by a point. It must have been a whirlwind of emotions, particularly in that 07 off-season after that game. Yeah, I, I went in into the season like just wanting to prove myself and get some games. I don't think I'd ever played more than maybe eight games, AFL games in a, in a season and... Um, to to have the year that we did, winning interstate finals, winning prelims, going into an AFL grand final, I I don't know. It was it was a, it was a real roller coaster roller coaster for me, and I, I think I, I developed and matured a lot that year. But um, uh, yeah, very frustrating that we uh, we fell short by just what one kick. And then the following year, you probably found yourself in a similar position to what you were at Essendon. You're a bit at the crossroads yeah. again with Leo Barry and Craig Bolton and LRT standing in those defensive spots, standing in your way a bit. Well, I, I think that's what happens when you're a part of a good team. Um, a, good, a, t- a good team is good for a, for many reasons, one of which is that there's good players, but there's stability and there's depth. And if you don't play well on a good team you're going to get dropped because you've got people queuing up to take your spot, whereas uh, with no disrespect to somewhere, you know, team down the bottom of the ladder, um, right now, if you don't play too well one week you know, and, the, and there isn't that uh, competition for week spots. Week-to-week yeah, pressure for your yeah, spot, you, you, yeah, you, for sure. You might be given a bit of leeway. And um, so uh, I, th- I think I was a, a victim of that is, you know, I, I didn't play that well from time to time, but... 
get in the queue for because there's so many people that are um, earning their spot to get into this team, and you know we're, we're bashing we're, down the door to yeah, get in the team. Yeah, and we're, we're a good team. Yeah. Uh, did you ever at any stage when that was happening and you weren't able to get a game, you must have been frustrating. Did you ever doubt yourself that you were going to be capable of becoming the great player that you eventually did? 2007? No, no, not in two, I, I, the, the Probably the, the, the lowest, and I, I apologise if I'm getting ahead here, was 2000 and, 2010. Yeah. yeah, so I've jumped ahead a fair bit. <laughs> but um, that was when I was at my lowest in, in terms of confidence and um, in to be able to, to get back into the team. And um, Yeah, so I apologise if I've jumped ahead there. No, that's all right. That's fine. No, uh, to, Tommy's yeah. got a pretty detailed history. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so. Well, good on you. You've done your research. He's somewhat well. of an uh, insight. Oh, no, tr- trust me, trust me <laughs> there, there's no research in this. This oh, is okay. what he's come up with on the spot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, well, it was after 2010 that you – Turned into a star player. You had that uh, determination um, to be, to become a, a champion player for us. Um, can you talk about the different difference in mindset when you were struggling for form in some periods of time between 07 and ten, and then the change in mindset to get to where you got to? Yeah, two thousand and nine. I, I didn't. I, I finished off. Um, Fev broke seven of my ribs and punctured a <laughs> lung, and and you know. I, so I didn't finish 2009 off on a great note. 2010, I was going okay. Well, I wouldn't say great, but the Swans were having a bit of a shocker. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, what happened was uh, I got dropped. And you know, to be fair, right, fair enough, I wasn't playing that well. Um, Swans really turned it around and, and hit some form and it became a really hard team to break back into. But um, due to that, I had eight weeks out of the team. And that was probably where I hit the, the lowest of the lows going, uh, shit, uh, I'm out of contract at the end of this year. Um, I can see the writing on the wall. I'm mm. 20, well, probably 27 or something like that. Um, where am I at? And I kind of – I was doing some reading at the time. The a book I was reading at the time was um, a bit of a geek, good to great. And in there, uh, it's actually a business book. I, I think I might have been reading it for uni or something like that. And it's all about um, oh, setting your own personal flywheel and, and how you want to be seen. And, and there was this great analogy throughout the book. Yeah, about, I know, I know yeah, this okay, one. Yeah, the, I know the, this yeah, one. The, the, the hedgehog. The hedgehog, the, yeah, yeah. The hedgehog, hedgehog <laughs> yeah. and the fox. And without getting people too lost here over this, this random analogy I'm about to tell, but the fox tries to be good at everything. And I could see it, that was me, because I was just trying to play any position I could to get a game. I, I, I'd even put my hand up to play ruck. I'd put my hand up to play forward, I'd put my hand to play, play back. It's the hedgehog, which I kept on referencing throughout this book. It's only good at one thing. And I was like, well, and the, the big book was talking about the fact that it's too hard being the fox, be the hedgehog. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the greatest centre-half back in the competition. And that was the weirdest thing to say when you're playing kneeful. Canberra footy week after week to go, I'm going to be the greatest centre-half back in the competition. And it was really hard, and I just worked on my self-talk. Fortunately for me, unfortunately for Craig Bolton, he went down with a, um, a broken foot. Um, mm-hmm. I got another opportunity, got back into the team, played some good footy, okay footy, and, Sw- and Swans offered me another one-year deal. And that was um, at the end of 2010. And I was like, shit, I thought I was moving to Sweden. Because that was yeah. the plan, and to go and do some study over there with my older brother that was living there. And um, that's when I, I sat down and got, all right, 
what's the plan from here? And well, fu- mm. No, so, you go, Debs. Mm. Thanks, Benny. Uh, yeah, Teddy, just with um, sort of yeah, making that move back, was there something you'd change in like um, your, your preparation for the games, preparing for different opponents, that type of thing? Did you really sort of like, put, put all your mind and energy into that back role? Because uh, there's a lot more to look at from, a, from an opposition point of view, I guess. Yeah, so at the end of 2010, um, I've gone, all right, I've, I've, I've got another chance here. What am I going to do? And I, I touched on that analogy of the fox, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be the greatest centre half back in the competition." Yeah. How am I going to do that? I said, "I thought, well, there's both physical and mental things that I want to in, in, implement in my game. Physical, studied the best defenders in the competition at the time: Ben Rutten, Scarlett, Glass, and I was like, "How do I compare to those?" And I was like, "All right, I'm about 15 kilos, you know." Maybe not 15, but, yeah. but, but you know, I, I need to I'm, put some weight on. Yeah, some weight on, yeah. Yeah, and at the end of each off-season, I would always like, I'm going to come back and run the quickest 3K ever. And I've like, stuff that. I don't give a stuff about the 3K. I'm going to come back. Huge. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, I, yeah. I'm going to come back. I don't care if I run slower in the, um, in the 3K. I don't care if the coaches are angry at me. But one-on-one contests, things that I reckon count yeah. more than a 3K yeah. in November. Yeah. I'm going to win those. So I put these physical things in and I was like, to do that, I'm not naturally a Heath Grundy. I need to do more weights. So I've gone, all right, we've got two weight sessions in our program a week. I'll do three or four. And so I had physical things and then I had mental things. I was like, I'm going to start to bring, like really focus in on here. And I didn't really speak publicly about this, but um, I really brought some visualisation into my routine each week. I'd go to Centennial Park on a Wednesday. I'd sit down on a chair and I'd play the game out um, in my mind. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'd find it quite stressful because I'd I'd vision I'd visualize um, both beating my opponent, I'd visualize my opponent winning contests on me and having to uh, collect my thoughts, get myself right. Um, and get back, I'd, and then you know, and then I'd visualize myself dominating my opponent. I'd visualize, I'd visualize Goodsy kicking goals. I'd visualize the siren going and getting around the other defenders. And um, it's I, I I can't pinpoint and say one thing counted more than the other, but my self talk, my you know that confidence I had in myself, the strength physically and mentally. I think it all came together, and that's why. I went from being a fringe player to, well, I'm not going to pump myself up too much, but a good player. <laughs> Mate, you're all Australian. Very, like, very let's not dance player. around it. Yes. Um, so, Ted, were they all methods that you came up with yourself or did the club have a lot to do with it in terms of the visualisation or was that all just Ted Richards? Yeah, without I, – I did this myself and I was like – Because it's something that's common now in, in footy clubs. Yeah, so well – You're ahead of your time, Ted. Well, <laughs> <laughs> in 2011, when we and we're going back what eight years now. It's not it's not ages ago, but that mental side of sport was still kind of uh, not openly spoken about because it was still you know you know going lift weights and be tough and you know everything like that. You should was, be able to do it anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you shouldn't yeah. need it. And I was like, I was like, I'd heard stories and it was. I've heard stories that Wayne Carey used to do it. And I was like, shit, if Wayne Carey's doing this, <laughs> yeah. why am I not doing this? Um, the king. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, so I think I, I tried it and um, it just worked. And 
I think I said before, I didn't enjoy it, but I just knew that it was so important for me because when shit hit the fan in games, whether I, you know, I, I lose contests or my opponent kicks a couple on me early, I was like, well, I'll just collect myself and go, I've been here. Yeah, you're conditioned yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, I've been yeah. here. I know what to do. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Bring on the next contest. And, and were there other players that you used to, to bounce off when you were in this phase of improvement that, you know, used to assist with it? Or was it mainly all just yourself? And No, I, I, I didn't really feel like I wanted to tell everyone about that I was on a bit of a mission here with, mm-hmm. with other things. Yeah. I, um, I, was, I was frustrated that, of, um, um, you know, that I hadn't had the career that I wanted to up until that point. And um, I didn't want to tell people that. I intentionally didn't come back trying to run the best 3K that I could um, yeah. because uh, I'm sure the fitness and conditioning staff will be like, hang on, we, we set the show here. Um, <laughs> well, I know now, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, and um, so, yeah, if I could go back at all, I, I think it would be that, you know, that the, probably the, the catalyst was, was that book, the, the Good to Great and... and um, uh, you know, there's other analogies that they use throughout the book of being the show, uh, the player horse, and and just no fuss, getting the job done. And I was like, you know what, this is me. And and um, it was it was hard to tell myself I'm going to be the best best defender in the competition because deep down I knew that I wasn't, and I was so far off it. But from what I could see and and read, it was like this is how you start it. You start it by talking yourself up and and doing what you can to start believing it. So we're so 2011 now, and that year was a great building year for, for the group that eventually came through and won the premiership. I remember vividly the uh, St Kilda elimination final was, a I think, a huge step for the group. Could do you guys feel that at the end of the 2011 season that th- this group could do some great things in the near future? I was a bit frustrated in that it was horses for first year, and not frustrated that uh, <laughs> I, was, I was frustrated that um, before the season started, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Swans have got great forward and great midfield, but they've got no defence." Uh, Leo Barry had retired, Craig Bolden had retired, um, and yeah, I was a bit frustrated that no one rated us. And I thought, well, you know, and we were identified as the weakness to the team. No one rated blokes from other clubs, Richards and Shaw and Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, 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 we were just kind of a ad hoc kind of people from, you know, rejects from other teams. And, you know, we didn't make the finals in 2010, which uh, for the Swans had you know, been the first time in about, well, I don't know, seven or eight years. And... I, I, I think, you know, in that year in 2011, we really surprised a lot of people that thought we were going to bottom out. And then the following year, 2012, which is an amazing year for all Swans people, but it wasn't just the club that had a great year. Yourself personally, of course, became a premiership player by the end of the year, and we'll get to that in a moment. But you also won the Golden Fist Award, which people take a bit of the mickey out of. Ground yeah, low presented. for the backman. Yeah. <laughs> it was pre- presented on bounce, but it's a genuinely outstanding accolade, the, the actual uh, merit of the award. Um, and also you were named All-Australian fullback, and I imagine you must take a hell of a lot of pride out of that year, not just from the team performance, but also, uh, your personal performance yeah I, I did a bit of self-reflection at the end of 2011 I was like well um, I was so 
It's a very transformative time for yeah, you. Yeah, no, I, I, really I, th- was. I, th- I think, I think you, know, you drive your own career. Yeah. And if you don't... Ref- well, you drive your life. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't reflect and take, take a moment to pause at, at, you know, at the end of the season, you're probably just going to go through the motions. And I was like, so much worked in 2011 for me. I, I'd never finished top 10 the best and fairest, and I finished fifth in the best and fairest this year, that year. And, and not, I'm not saying best and fairest is the be-all and end-all, but I was like... Well, you know, I've achieved so much this year. Who's to say that I can't go again one better? So probably tried to metaphorically lift the bar of what I expect from myself again and um, kept kept with that routine, was disciplined. Let's not change it, but um, keep chipping away. And, and um, yeah, was fortunate enough to, to actually to um, improve again. And... It- if we look at that year, there's a couple of outstanding games that I, ones that I remember personally. There's first ever um, Sydney Derby uh, in round one. I came up and, and watched that. That was, uh, you know, a great historical experience. Then there's Goodsey's game uh, down in round five where he broke the record for most Swans games. We were able to roll Hawthorne, massive underdogs for that one. Uh, going over Adelaide in the first week of the finals and beating them to head up set up a home prelim. What are some of your memories of some of those great games in Ted 12? can't even remember most of that. No, 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 <laughs> exactly. No, I, it is, it's you, Tommy, who remembers those. No, I, um, I was fortunate enough to play, to play alongside some fantastic players So and... Um, you know, and have the defenders alongside of me. You know, be it the names you just mentioned: Shaw, Matna, Grundy, Malcheski, Malcheski, and um, and LRT. So, but my 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 favourite story of the ones that you just mentioned was I think round five or six when we played Hawthorne down at Tasmania. Yeah. Unreal. I, I went into the game so nervous because I was going to be playing on you know, on Buddy and so um, did we, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, and um. I, I think it might have been the oval that he kicked thirteen on or something like yep. that. And, yeah, and, and, and yeah, yep. and yep. they got off to a cracker of a start. And I was, you know, I was playing a ride on Buddy. I ended up actually Keithy and goalless to the game. So, but um, took, took on the chocolates. Yeah, but what it was the only time I ever got tagged in a game, and um, I couldn't believe it. It was halfway through the last quarter. Ryan Schoenmakers came and stood next to me. And Buddy actually said to Ryan, goes, Ryan, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> and, I, and, and, I've, and he goes, I've been told to go and um, play on Ted. And I'm like, and I've looked at him and I'm like, mate, I'm playing full back on Buddy. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, 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 I just got a few, you know, I was, it was one of those games where just things worked. I, I'd, I'd got a, quite a few intercepts that I was probably lucky and, and, you know, I wasn't hitting the scoreboard or anything like that. And we... We came back. Actually, no, we, we had a big win that day, I think it was. We had a big win. And, um, uh, um, yeah, that was the one time I ever got tagged. <laughs> <laughs> and then fast forward to later in the year, beating the uh, the Pies in Jude Bolton's 300th in the prelims. Another great game for Swans fans. We went to the grand final in top form. But you had the injury to your ankle, and you must have had pretty mixed emotions after that game, knowing a grand final's coming, but you're injured how are you feeling mentally at that point? And can you take us through grand final week and how close you were to not getting up to play the big game? Yeah, so in 2006, I was nervous because I was like, shit, I'm about to play in a grand final. Um, I'm playing in front of millions of people on TV and if I stuff up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah, start, yeah, mate yeah. a Hawthorne grand final, yeah, if you stuff yeah, up, that's yeah. a lot of noise. No, when, it, when, it came to, when it came to the Hawthorne grand final in 2000. So, but it was it was things that 
was I can control. I was like, you know, I was nervous about how I'd play, but we're always ne- everyone's nervous about how they play. They could play, but I I could control all that. Going into 2012, even though I'd done it before, I was like, I'm nervous because I don't know if my ankle can hold up here. I I can remember Trent Crowed. Um, maybe the year or two before in the grand final went down when he broke his foot or whatever in the first few minutes of the game and he couldn't play. He was on crutches. And yeah, fortunately for Hawthorne, they went on to win, you know, win that game. But I was like, if I go into this game with a stuffed-up syndesmosis and two minutes into the game go, I can't change direction, I've got to put my hand up, I'm off. We play out the game with three on the bench, we lose the game. I'm bloody selfish if I've put my hand up to say that I'm right, but I can't actually play. And, and I was so nervous to, to think that I was going to be this liability for the team. And it was, I've got to give, um, I've got to thank the physios that, that gave me the confidence to say, no, Ted, we can get you through this game. It, it's it's not going to be easy. We'll get you through the game. But the other thing that made me nervous is I've gone, okay, well, you just can't train this week, but we'll get you right for the game. So I was thinking, oh my God, I'm playing on possibly the most athletic player that's ever played in the history of this game, on Buddy. I don't know if I can change direction. Um, I've, I've got no idea if Buddy's going to kick 14. And you know, <laughs> yeah, So um, I, I was incredibly nervous going into the game. Yeah. And Buddy did get away a couple of times, yeah, ended of up course. with three, but yeah. you... Restricted him and, and I'd was say threes are pretty good. Threes are uh, three. Well, was, well, we talk we talk about now how he has an average game and he kicks yeah, three or four exactly right? it, it, as as supporters. I, I but Buddy beat me. I'll, I'll say Buddy beat me, and I, I really do think he did. But I'm I'm proud of um, when in the last quarter when the heat was really on. Yeah. I, I think I was able to match him. Go with him, yeah, yeah for sure, and. and um, um, I, I think when I reflect on the game, I, I, I think that's something I am proud of. Have you um Have you watched it again? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. So um, because that's weekly viewing for me to be honest. <laughs> um, we, the first time we we watched it, the team got together at the club on a on the Wednesday night after the after the game, and that was a pretty special moment. Um, where there was oh, probably the twenty two of us and a few coaches just at the club watching it. And it had been a pretty hectic last four or five days with media commitments, yeah, yeah, fans, media, yeah, 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 and, and everything. Beers, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, and and oh well, the, the beers came out that night, and um, I'll never forget. We, you know, it was a great night, and um, I think we had so much fun that apparently they had to repaint the roof of the, uh, the, the TV <laughs> because there was so much champagne on the roof. <laughs> Naturally. And, and that team, we mentioned a few of them before, some of your teammates, all, all those players had their own different stories and hardships and, and different backgrounds. You had uh, Goodsy and Ryan O'Keefe and Jude, who were the old Bulls from 05 yeah. hanging around, and uh, uh, Kieran Jack and LRT and Pikey all came from rugby backgrounds. Already mentioned uh, Marty Matner and Ray Shaw and Joey Kennedy, Mitch Morton and yourself, who'd come from other clubs. Um Jared McVeigh had the devastation in, in 2011. And also with uh, Macker and... Yourself and, and Mal Chesky, you played in 06 and missed out. And Reg Grundy was on the list then and, and missed out in uh, being selected for those games. Some remarkable stories that culminated in an amazing team. Yeah, and um, no one rated us too. I, I think you know, we, we have, I think people thought that we were still young. Into uh, we, we had an okay year in 2011. I think people thought that we were still... A bit of, underdone. Yeah, yeah, and we know... 
no superstar. Oh, sorry. You know, apart from maybe Goodsy, yeah, but no, no genuine like you know that 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 top end talent. And no I, Gary Ablett. Yeah, and I think that's all what we were. We were we were a good team, and um, um, we really surprised teams. I think throughout that year, and you know, people like I'm, I'm rapt to hear you say Marty Matner because Marty was was so important for me that year because played that really underrated important role of of stopping his man but also being so selfless to get off his man from time to time and to help out Reg and I and and more often than not take a hit in the you know in the back of their head because he's he's gotten the way of someone and um so yeah I um yeah get very nostalgic when we we talk about that year yeah just touching on you brought up a couple of past players then who who would be the best swans players that you actually played with Oh, yeah. Well, it, it depends on you know. In in your, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pro. Goodsy and Goodsy and Buddy. I'll, I'll, I'll say those two. Um, yeah. Because of I, I reckon I had the best seats in the house. Sometimes where just standing at the goal square at the back of the the ground and, and just witnessing what what Goodsy or Buddy could do and be so excited by that and turn to my opponent and and, and realize that. Like they're just in awe of of what what one of my teammates has just done, and yeah, um, um, yeah I've got many memories of uh, you know Goodsy just turning it on, and and my opponent just going, "What about that? I cannot believe that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's great. How about how about your toughest opponent? There's, there's Bud, who probably stands out, um, but is there any others that uh, are there that you've played against that you really admired? Yeah. Well, what. An opponent's hard, not bond the individual. It's a team sport. So when, when a good player is in a great team, they are very hard to stop. So if you look at um, someone like Nick Rewalt, he, you know, at, at times throughout his career, Nick was part of a, a very good team in St Kilda and, and other parts of his career, Saints were pretty poor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, and, I, and it, was, it was very different playing on Nick Rewalt. When, when they, they were, were flying. When they were flying. Because he, you know, he'd get great delivery, and he'd get he'd get so many, so many, so many inside fifties, and and everything that came with that, and the pressure was on. Whereas, if you look at a Saints team when they're down the bottom, like you know, on the few times that it's they, it, the only reason that they're actually performing when they're down the bottom is is his work rate. Yeah. yeah. So and and so uh, a buddy at Hawthorne and Nick Rewell at Saints when they're flying, a, a Jonathan Brown at Brisbane when. When they were up and about, as you had some good jewels with him. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it, it's it's you know, Buddy at Hawthorne and um, would, would probably be the the, the number one. Ted, uh, what we love about the club is the Bloods culture, and um, and we love sort of where that comes from and and how that's had an influence on the success for, for the past, you know, 20 years. Can you tell me a bit more about that? And is it sort of an ethos that is, that's still, um, still present in the club? Yeah, I, I consider myself lucky. Uh, the, the quote that I like that um, uh, is people before me planted a seed to grow a tree under the shade of which um, they may have never sat, but I was, I sat. So that the hard work to, Set up this, you know, much publicised bloods culture was done in two thousand and three, I think. Yep. Um, Stewie Maxfield. Yeah, Stewie, Stewie Ma- Maxfield. Stewie yeah. Maxfield. Bruzy. Challenging people, having hard conversations with mates, 
rocking the boat, demanding more. I feel like the heavy lifting was probably done back then. Mm. Like I came into a club that had just won the premiership, so I'm not so arrogant to think that um, I, you know, has been all my role in throughout my career. I felt was to ensure that I could sustain it and pass the baton on, pass this legacy on to the the next generation of players. But was always grateful for the Kirks, the Jews, the Craig Boltons, the Crouches, etc., for what what they'd uh, that they'd done and, and put in place. So, um, yeah, it's I, I can't say anything more than that, other than um, you know, and and hopefully it'll be passed on to the next the you know, next generation. Hopefully, hopefully, um, and, and I guess. Footy, in more a general sense, Ted, it's changed a lot. Um, It's even changed a lot since you've retired, and that wasn't long ago, but it's changed a whole heap during your career. How did that sort of affect you rule-wise and things like that with the constant change in interpretation? Did that impact you, or do you think it made your your job a lot more difficult? Uh, I I think Billy Bean said this in Moneyball, adapt or die. I I feel like... Footy's always changed. People think that you know this is the every year's the you know there's changes to the rules and everything like that, and everyone gets nostalgic about footy five or ten years ago. But that's just not just rules, but it's tactics and people work out ways to catch people out. Um, whether it's um, the Eagles web or whatever they called that for a while there, or whether yep. it's Clarks and rolling zone. Yeah, looking look at roll. Yeah. Rolling zones and 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 what he did looking into lacrosse, um, ruse back in the day, flooding, flooding, yep. yeah. So, multi-house boundary, yeah. yeah, yeah There's so always, yeah. There'll always be an evolution and and a game plan to try and out outplay the others. And um, yeah, we 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 probably weren't too too different in terms of how we played. We 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 just back that hardness. Yeah, you know, an important KPI was always for us was tackling, tackling. Um, so I, th- I think it's possibly the most underrated. Um, Absolutely, stat, stat in football. So many people talk about bloody champion data points. Spare me. Couldn't give a shit. Not, not a super Spare me. <laughs> not a super coach fan. No, nah, that's <laughs> fair. Coming from a player that shouldn't be picked in super coach too. I yeah. Know. <laughs> So you touched on it before with um, in 2012 watching the grand final on the Wednesday um, afterwards, bit of champagne going around. Yeah. Who, who was probably the best after after night um, operator? Late such. night operator, Dave. Late, late oh. night operator. Well, the best Dave Baxter. That's that, it. That day it was LRT. Yeah. Was he screaming uh, like oh, robbery? Because he, he was robbed twice, yeah, <laughs> as far I, as I'm concerned. No, I can remember LRT was the instigator. We were all sitting around having a few quiet crownies. The next thing, champagne showers is going. Like, you know, both, both audible and uh, and and everywhere. But um, uh, that was probably an exception where LRT got a really <laughs> things escalated a bit for for him. Um, but um, um, if we go back a bit further. Gee, I had some good nights in the cross with uh, Eamon Buchanan, Adam Snyder. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh, the Rat oh, Pack. Uh, Mickey O. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Mickey yeah. loves Gee, it. Gee, we had some good times with the cross, yeah. <laughs> That's grouse. That's grouse. Um, yeah, but uh, 
depending on how, how the wind might have been that day, uh, more often than not, the whole team might have been there too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and, that, and that night after the grand final, there's a video on YouTube of uh, the Swans at Eve. Were you part of that That carry-on In party? In 2012? Yes. Yes, I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually do feature in it, I'm, I'm quite I? sure. Yeah, you'll, you'll have to check it out. It's quite I, a laugh. Uh, well, I, um, I had remembered words of wisdom from Brett Kirk um, Up the Swannies? Yeah. Um, no, no. Um, who, uh, after where he won the f- premiership in 2005, had made the decision um, that he wasn't going to drink, you know, for it, he'd try and hold off and really mm. absorb a, as many of the memories as he could. And and then 2012, that's what I did. I, I, I was going, look, now I'm, I had a beer in the room with the, with the guys and had a few sips of champagne in the cup in the, in the rooms. But, I probably you know didn't really drink that much to about nine o'clock. I really wanted to you know remember all these great memories, and then from about nine or ten, I really pinned the ears back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, do, I wonder where what part of the video yeah. <laughs> I might, have to, might have to see if there's a clock in the wall somewhere. <laughs> and and looking at the uh, the current Swan side, what what are you what are your thoughts on how the Swannies are going at the moment? We're probably in a little bit of an unfamiliar position compared to where we've been in, in the past decade or so. Yeah, we're young. We're young, and with young players, um, there's going to be inconsistencies. Um, and I, I get frustrated in that so many teams go out and say, "Oh, we're young and we're developing." Um, but often they're not. Yeah. You know, Carlton you know, have been saying it for fifteen years. Well, yeah, you know, I wasn't going to say, it, but yeah, you know, <laughs> like, Swans are genuinely like, you know, the, the twenty-two that field the, the, the game, uh, the the team most weekends is, is like the youngest out there. So you're going to be frustrated in that I didn't play my best footy, and you know, well, maybe decent footy till I got to that kind of 60, 70, 80 games yeah. when you start to mature and. And maybe that we're seeing that, uh, you know, with Jordan Dawson in his fourth or fifth year, where it, you know it, it takes a while to have that awareness and maturity about yourself. And um, you know, uh, um, you know, Dane Rampy might have made a, made a recent mistake, <laughs> but um, I, um, what I mean is that um, I think you've got to, got to accept that you can't have a transfer of you know one generation of players, be it the 2012 or 2016 grand final teams and then just assume that new players are going to come in mm. and just going mm. to be and replace someone like a um, oh, who's a recently retired player um, you know straight away yeah whether it a, a Malcheski or someone like that yeah. so um, yeah I, I think um, it's it's great to see games like uh, you know the last two weeks but there's going to be ups and downs. And of all those young players, who excites you the most of all the young players on the Swans list? Uh, well, I'm, I'm biased because the, 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 the young I'm the players that excite me the most are the, the guys that I've got a connection with, a bond with. and I, 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 So Jordan Dawson that's playing well right now, I, I get excited for that in Malik. He's, he's, a, he's a genuine yeah, gun. Yeah, well, but I, I also get excited... When I see you know a ronk or something like someone like that play well, but admittedly, you know, I I, I don't I don't have that connection with Ben apart from the fact that he, he wears my number and I, that gets me excited <laughs> every time I see number twenty five kicking yeah kicking goal. I go finally, uh, um, but um, uh, but 
Yeah, so like even you know someone like Callum Sinclair, you know, who um, may not qualify as a young player, but you know to see him develop and 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 progress in his career, you know that that excites me. So um, um, yeah, those personal relationships probably count more than um, genuine on-field performance always. Well, that's probably enough about footy, I think, Tent. Mm. We mentioned earlier that uh, you've got your own podcast, The Richard yeah. Report, and it's going very nicely up at the uh, Podcasting Awards earlier this week. Yeah, so um, uh, I, I set up a podcast uh, just over two years ago, and um, I talk about investing. It's it's always been a passion of mine, and it's it's not for everyone, but um, I think if you... If you're interested in learning about investing, whether it's about um, things like exchange-traded funds or you know, I speak with uh, experts from around Australia, so um, check it out on iTunes. It's called The Richards Report. Um, rate cuts this year? How, how many? Yeah, yeah, will big, there be big, any? Big four bank, that'd be right, mate. Yeah, <laughs> will, will there be any and uh, how many? Yeah, well, um, one of the great things about podcasts is that they they hang around for a long time but one of the the, <laughs> the, the terrible things about podcasts is when it comes to predictions that they hang around dive for we've uh, we've experienced yeah, so, that firsthand so um yeah what we saw with um there, there was the election you know in the last few days and the rba's come out and said that it looks like um they're going to start cutting rates i, I always say that the rb the, the reserve bank of australia has been in uh, rahul dravid um monetary policy the last two years and they have just been so defensive just blocking away um but yeah it, it looks like there's going to be a, an interest rate cut um at, at the next meeting which um who knows that that may fly on, flow on to other parts of the economy and, and maybe we might see a, a bit of a movement in the uh, the property market but i don't have a crystal ball ted what what actually inspired you to get into podcasting yeah, because to be honest, for us, we're literally all here because everyone else is sick to death of hearing us try and talk to them about the swans. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, it's we all took a risk. Um, uh, I two and a bit years ago, I just loved podcasts. Was you know listening to them every day, and um, I was like, well, I've got a passion here, and I'm gonna. It, with podcasts, you, one of the, the fantastic things is you don't need significant investment financially or nor investment in time. So I was like, let's give this a go. And if it doesn't work out, I'll put my ego aside and say, you know, after three or four episodes, listen, a, a footballer talking about investing was too much of a stretch for people <laughs> uh, and uh, too much of an oxymoron. So um, let's, let's put that aside and stop it. But fortunately people listened in and I got some good feedback um, to say that, listen, keep it up, keep going. And um, I, I've reached out to people from both in Australia and around the world, some of the uh, professors from Harvard Business School and, and Wharton. And um, I think one of the, the podcasts that you might, your listeners might be most interested in is I spoke with um, Chris Keane, who's... Um, the, um, Oakland Athletics... No, no, Swannies. So, 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 oh, yeah, so, 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 so why, why I'm say, saying that I think um, the audience might be interested in that episode is Chris works under um, Kinnear Beatson and has a data analytics background. And he he also has a bit of a football background, but by no means is he um, uh, you know, a, a professional with um, decades of experience. And Chris, we go into a bit of a, um, a discussion as to how to improve decision-making when it comes to recruiting and the things that the Swans are putting in place. Because, um, And the reason why I wanted to speak with Chris because people think that football 
and investing are just totally different industries. And, nope. in, and in many ways they are, but what they are, are very similar is that they're two of the most competitive industries in the world. And it mm. doesn't matter what you did last year, last month, last week, you got to back it up and do it again. Mm. And um, so uh, great insight for, uh, for listeners as to what happens around draft time. And Chris, we recorded this before the draft last year. Chris actually called out. He said, there's going to be some changes in the draft this year, and we reckon we can catch a few teams out. I couldn't believe Chris was so honest about this. And, and he literally did. And they did. He they literally did. They did, they did some yeah. fantastic, fantastic movements around trading picks in action to um, be able to hold on to their first round draft pick. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a, actually a host of different guests on the show. Uh, talk us through some of the more fascinating guests that you've had. Well, I, I think uh, listeners also might be interested to um, hear from some other footballers that I've spoken with about um, what they do when it comes to investing. And so whether it be Chris Judd or Joe Watson, they've been two very popular episodes. Chris is quite active with, he, with his investments and you can imagine... Eve Nightclub. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, well, you, can, you, can, you can imagine that uh, Brownlow's probably bringing a bit of capital that you can play with. But... Um, yep. uh, um, I, th- I think I think that I've, s- I've spoken with Lindsay Tanner, who's a former Minister of Finance yep. for the Australian Government, and Mark Nicholson, who um, used to be the CIO of the World Bank, and, and some of the lessons that he's learnt from his career. And I, I, it's it's not me trying to tell people what they should do with me with their money. It's more me trying to ask the right questions to experts and, and listeners can um, you you know get their own takeaways. So um, uh, yeah. Check it out. It's very good stuff. For yeah. sure. Very good stuff. Uh, available on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, and yeah. So um, um, the only other thing would be um, in, uh, meant to mention, if I can, is uh, the business that I'm involved with and uh, what we do is uh, uh, we provide investment management online. Is that Six Park? Yeah, Six Park. Yep. So, um, um, yeah, um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity for the shout-out and that's also another reason why I wanted to get involved in the podcast because, um, um, yeah, it's just that, in, that passion's there and that they're all related. Mate, we've absolutely loved having you on the podcast. It's been awesome to sit here, with, sit here with you and have a chat, and we love watching you play, and we're so appreciative of your efforts for the club, helping us win the flag in 2012, and also giving us all your time and insight tonight. And Thanks so much, mate. Cheers, oh, Teddy. Thanks, guys. No. All right, and uh, everyone else, go check out the Richards Report. We're going to a break, and after it, we'll be back with the preview of Friday night's massive clash against Collingwood at the SCG. You're listening to True Bloods. You're listening to True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Welcome back to True Bloods, boys. What a thrill. How good was that? That was unbelievable content. That was just spectacular. Such that that is honestly just as good an insight as you're going to get. Yeah, that was that was special to have the opportunity to sit here and and chat with in Dave. the studio. Yeah, no, in the studio, no comes into the Podular Media Studio, sits down with the True Bloods boys, and has a chat about the Swanee. Just he's, loves the blood, doesn't he? He's a he's, loves he's, the blood. He's a great man. Yeah, sensational. Loved it. Get around Teddy and uh, hit up his business, Mads. You, you're the Six Park. Six Park. Hit Six up Park, and, and, and online and the, investment platform. And that's it. And the Richards Report. Get around that. Um, get on iTunes. 
That's he really it. does have some fantastic guests. He's got a fa- he's got a really amazing um, interview with Hugh Van Collenberg of the Resilience Project, um, talking about things like mindfulness and and all that sort of stuff. Which actually Teddy's all is about. Quite, yeah, it's quite yeah. interesting having um, that conversation we just had with him about sort of visualizations and things like that. Um, but also, he does an interview with Big League Advance founder Michael Schwimmer, uh, which is a fascinating fascinating business um, in the investment of players who are on the cusp of, of making it as a professional and then reclaim, re- reclaiming your, your stake. Yeah, yeah, through, basically, yeah, buying a percentage through, in that Yeah, player. buying a percentage of the, of, the, of the earnings of that player, which That's is it. it's, it's a, honestly a fascinating interview. And, the and Richards Report. And the one with Juddy is fantastic as well. Yeah, Juddy, so, so, you know, relate, if, if you're a sports fan, AFL lover, the ones with Jobin. Um, and, of course, Chris Keane of the Chris Keane, exactly right. So, yeah, thanks very much, Teddy, for coming in. We very loved good. it, mate. It was awesome. Well, we'll quickly, uh, before we get into the upcoming clash against the Paz. Big gap. Time for a bit of who wears who wore. We're going oh, to get into oh. Tommy's backyard and have a few beers with and him. beers out the back, <laughs> play a bit of a game. Just out in the backyard with the boys, having a few beers. <laughs> That's what you like to do, isn't it, Tommy? Oh, don't mind that. Don't mind that sort of thing. Well, boys, without further ado, who wears who wears number 15? Kieran Jack. That's, uh, he's re- Damn it. No, he's not. No, he's not. No, he's not, Mads. No, he's not. So that's... For Tommy. One for Tommy. Yeah, see, Tommy should have just done it. This yeah, is the thing. But that's all right. Well, oh, we can do another round yeah. for you. If you'd like. I'm, sure, I'm sure Tommy can pose. Yeah. Uh, all right, spot. we'll go. Well, boys, who wears... Who wore number 15 for the City Swans? I'm nowhere on this. Where's who wore number 15 for the City Swans? Pre-Kieran Jack. Fair while ago, no? Yeah, it's a fair while back. Yeah, yeah you got a... 2000 to 2006. Ooh, so he's around a while. Yeah. <clears throat> Any, yeah, keep going, Benny. Slight, slightly obscure, but a fan favourite, I'll give yeah. you that. Like, you'd, you'd all, you'll all know him. Um, drafted father-son. Old man played for South Melbourne. Tommy's looking at Mate, Tommy. Tommy Ooh, is... He might be stumped. He's stumped. Uh, I'll pull. I'll see, I'll see us, if I can. Yeah. I'll see if I can pull up a few more. Uh, a oh, few I'm more how it insights. just morphs into obscure swan. It does it, it's good? It's the yeah. best of both worlds, yeah. Matt. Number fifteen. It's why Tommy loves playing this game when yeah. he's out the, in the backyard <laughs> with the boys having a few. Having a couple of jars. Exactly right. <laughs> a couple jam jars. <laughs> Number fifteen. He was a sp- part of our 2006 premiership. Ooh, uh, okay. Grand sorry, final. Grand side. final side. Okay. Yeah. Fringe player, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Drafted. For, no, no. Yes and no. Um, made his debut in 2000. Recurring ankle and knee injuries. He didn't manage to play more than three games in a row in his first four seasons. Oh, yeah. So Ruckman. it is a bit obscure. Ruckman. Okay. Uh, uh, Ruckman. Is, is Who is coming? Stephen Doyle? Dog yes! He's <laughs> out, done him. I'll show you a second. Hey, hey, Tommy. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> On your mads. Well done. Oh, well done I should have got Doyle. Yeah. Ah. Stephen Doyle. Where are we? Yes. Right, Doyle. Well I was nowhere. <laughs> Boys, we are taking on the second place Pies. We'll probably this win. Friday. Big game. It is the uh, Indigenous round. It's the Mungrook game. Sir Doug Nichols round. Yeah. Sir let's, Doug Nichols let's round. Let's thrash him. 
Let's. Um, do you know what? I'm hearing they're without Adams, Cox, and more. Well, are we going to be without Joey? Nah, Joey back in. Joey is likely and to reckon, come back in. Lance will not play. I don't think. I hope he plays. He Lance won't. I don't. Play. I don't believe he'll play. Yeah. There, there's play. mi- there's mixed um, news coming out about Lance, and I even heard the rumor of a bit of osteitis pubis going I, around about. Ooh, yeah. OP. Well, this is the thing, boys. Football Normally we're nightmare. we're pretty upfront with our injuries when when yep. they go down, but this is a thing. It, it was a minor hamstring. That's two to three weeks when it. They're, they're, for um, example, they're Zach sa- Jones will be three. They're saying three, yeah. bit, but that was a clear incident. He's yep. done a low hamstring. It's two to three weeks. Yep. But he's been out for four now, and if he's out this week, that's five. Look, we be good to get Buddy back in because we want to sort of get some continuity with him. And geez, we're looking dangerous going forward now. Yeah. Well, we we're lowering our eyes. That's yeah, it. we are. Well, we're finding we've we've been forced to lower our eyes yeah. because we've got to find other avenues to go. Besides saying, "Where's Buddy? I need you to keep." But you know, that's that's the bonus about not having, having Buddy in the side. Yeah, yeah and I, I, f- I feel if Buddy plays, he's going to play good game. Who's going to play on him? Well, they got Roughhead and Jeremy Howe. Like mm. they're not going to be able to go with Bud one on one. I thought yeah. Moore would potentially oh, go yeah. go with Bud, but I've, I've heard he's out. Yeah, so oh, you would definitely get a get a crack at him. There's no doubt yep. about that. Which of the big four Collingwood midfielders is the most important to send George to? Well, no, Pendlebury? just chuck Ryan Clark to one of them, and we'll win the bloody game. Well, there's Pendlebury, Beams, Trelaw, and Sidebottom. So Clark goes to one, and George well, goes to the other. The best I'm, matchup for mine is Clark goes to Sidebottom. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, he, sure. he's got that engine to run up and down, up and down all yep. day. Just the, yeah. in terms of that, that's where I'll go. His, and he can get his own ball. I think George I think on you, Pendles? No, I think, no, see, I reckon Parker or Kennedy to Pendles. So, head and to just head. go And just go head yep. to head. Because at the end of the day, you, you're going to, you can, it's hard to limit Scott Pendle, to, Scott Pendlebury's influence on a game. Like, he's a superstar. He's a, and he's absolute silk. He's amazing. But also, also with someone like Trelaw. Trelaw mm. has the worst efficiency in, <laughs> of, of, of all of the elite mids. I'm going to Beams. Beams. I'm, yeah, I'm yep. saying George to Beams, go um, Pendles head-to-head with either Parker, probably Kennedy if he's if he's good to go. Um, and then it's, yeah, I reckon side bottom uh, is, gets gets Clark for sure. Yep. I reckon it's going to be exactly the same as last time. Tommy McCartney will kick a goal on his back with a minute to go to win it for us. Wee. Yeah, right. Eh? <laughs> liking that. Liking that, Tommy. But no, I think we're a real, we're, we're a we're real a chance. chance. It's, we're, we've shown that form. We've had some young guys out on the park, still getting the managing to get the job done. So I think the boys will just lift to the occasion. Friday night footy makes or breaks your week. I just really want a solid performance. And yep. uh, the, the Saints took it up to Collingwood last week for the best part of three quarters, and they just sort of kicked away late. Um, so hopefully with, with a bit more experience, Joey back in the side. Hopefully, buddy. Um, I think we're going to give it a real crack, boys. So the, the Swans by a couple for me. Oh, no, nah, Swans in a tight one. It'll be like it'll be, uh, it'll be be like last year's game. If we're going to get over the line, uh, we There's are no gonna... better time to do it. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. And I mm. actually I, that's what I said to Dave. I said, you know, if we've got any hope of beating... Um, of beating the pies, we we need to keep the keep the wind going, keep the keep the tails up. Absolutely, um, it will be Swannies by around one kick. Yep, agreed. Yeah, Chief to thrash Grundy and and win by four goals. The most sought after man in the AFL, Brody Grundy. Mate, why can't we just bring Dawson in? Uh, not Dawson, Cameron. 
Uh, he's injured. Darcy Cameron. He's injured. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Oh. Whoops. Yeah, horse don't like <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Um, tips, quickly. Going around the ground. Around the ground. Um, uh, yeah, we've got us on the Friday night. Yes. And, and we've got the Hawks up against the Port Adelaide Power. Hawks? That'll be Hawthorne At, in you Tasmania. Know, you, you Tas. Yeah, in Tasmania. Is that Launceston? Ho. No, no. no. Oh, that's Bell Oh, yeah, that's Bell Yeah. No, interesting that. I'm not too sure. University of Tasmania. There you go. Whatever that is. Anyway, down in Tassie. Yeah, exactly. Um, They're pretty organised. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The Western Bulldogs going up against the North Melbourne Kangaroos. North Marvel. North Sark. Dogs. Go there, dogs. Dogs. No, not go, dogs. I don't know why that came out of my mouth then. Um, I'll just tip him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, actually, do you know what? what? Yeah, way too far. North Sark. North to bounce back. North to bounce back. (laughs) I, I... Okay, sure. Yeah, they'll be. It's not happening. Um, it will be. Uh, it will be the doggies, Adelaide Crows versus the West Coast Eagle, the Battle of the Birds. That's at Adelaide Oval. Adelaide tough to beat at home. They kick arsy goals at home and tend to win games that they shouldn't. Uh, but I uh, think that West Coast won't be one of those games. Eagles will win. Crows. Eddie Betts is having a renaissance. Crows. Like it, Mads. Eagles. Eagles split, for mine. Split like tips. Uh, the get, Suns, one of the, get one of those sides in your multi, I reckon. Up to Metricon for Gold Coast Suns versus Jeez. the Geelong Cats. Yeah, the Cats. Cats will dominate. Yeah. Cats. Yeah, Cats by cats. 100. Cats by 100, Tommy. <laughs> cats by 15. 15 goals. 15 goals. You heard it here first. Uh, it is dream time at the G on Saturday night. Tigs versus the Bombers. Tigs by plenty. Tigs, Tigs by plenty. Tigs. Uh, coming into your Sunday, it's the D's versus the Giants. Giants. Giants, Giants play the G like rubbish. Yeah, it's still Melbourne suck. Melbourne suck. Melbourne play yeah. everywhere like rubbish. Yeah. Uh, they, they were okay for three quarters last week, but yeah, no, nah, Giants are Mate, too classy. Too classy on the, the outside. Only, the only side that would have lost that match from there is Melbourne. Yep. The only side that could have possibly lost. P-Hearts, aren't they? Yep, they are P-Hearts, Debs. Correct. Go. Correct, Debs. Uh, St Kilda versus the Carlton Cal- Blues. Right, dad, nah. Tell you what. Saints. I'll your, tell you your what. mob, Tommy. Nah, the Saints. Saints are weird. Tell you what. Yeah, Brendan Bolton is going to be in yeah, a lot of fine. strife if he loses this game. Now, well, I I reckon that the Blues will bounce back against um, as we've as we've said, the Saints' run is is over, and they were pantsed by GWS. Crips, they were nowhere. Crips took told the coaches to leave the room. They had a three hour one on one session with all the boys this uh, this week. So if it's uh, going to happen, three hours. Yeah, yeah, they got to turn around. Though. Was that they the time. That, that, was that, was, that yeah. was shocking. What does that say about uh, the playing group's um, relationship with the coaching? Coaching. Staff. Staff. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I just think it's a. You've got to try new things. I think Bolton's actually quite well liked. Bolton is. Bolton is. But what about the rest of the coaching group? Yeah, well, maybe. I think also, boys. I mean, it, from what Teddy just said. Like Stewie Maxfield was doing a bit of the same, and I think I, I don't think I, don't I think, think it's, it's okay. Leadership groups I, operate I in the same way that coaching staff do. Yeah. I don't yeah. think there's anything untoward by saying you know. But but Bolton will be under a heap of pressure if he yeah, loses this, so they've got to win. Boys, into our last game of the round, the Sunday the, night time slot, which is a, it, it's one of your favourites, Benny. It is one of my favourites, but when it's over in WA, it's most definitely favourable to Mads. Yes, absolutely. You got you got Monday off again, mate. No, no, no Sunday night. 
tonight at, at Optus, <laughs> Optus Stadium. <laughs> no, no Monday off this week, but uh, Lockie Neal versus Old Side. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be a hostile crowd over It will. There. Definitely Mate, one to watch. A very hostile crowd, but it will be the Purple Haze that get the job done the against boys. the Dockers. Yeah, uh, against, uh, against the Lions. Heave ho. The heave ho. Brisbane. Because you didn't back them last week. And did they not. got the job done. No, I yeah, no, no. You Against I wasn't crows. on the pod. Uh, sorry, uh, Deeds. I did. It was I, Deeds. I wasn't yeah, on the pod. You backed the crows. You yeah. backed the crows. <laughs> they're, they're, oh, well, they one happen. point. I went, not, I went nine out of nine last week. Oh, I was eight. Benny. I was eight. And, didn't get Hawthorne. And, and everyone else in my comp, everyone else in my comp went, went eight. And I'm like, oh, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even bring me back. Uh, boys, it's time to go home. Um, how phenomenal was that? Teddy Richards, thank you so, so very much yeah, for your time. Absolutely. A huge thank you to Ted Richards and make sure you get around the Richards Report on iTunes and Spotify. Tommy, it took a big fish, but we finally got you back in the studio. <laughs> it's great to be back, boys, talking Swannies with you fellas again and especially 100%. great to have a chat to Teddy Richards. That's one of the highlights of my year so far. Definitely. Maybe the highlight. This has been True Bloods, the number one independent Sydney Swans fan podcast. Make sure you check us out on all the social channels, iTunes, Spotify, Wooshka, Facebook, Instagram. Up the Swannies for this Friday night's clash against the Collingwood Magpies. Until next week, boys. Speaking words of wisdom. Up the Swannies! This has been a Podular Media Production.